Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you bring in more revenue with less effort. My name is Geraldine Carter. We're talking today about time management, which sounds so dreadful and boring and something nobody wants to do. (laughs) And yet many of us struggle with time and managing it in our days and our weeks. And as a consequence, the tendency is to work more hours than we need to or want to. Here today to talk with me about this is my guest, Don Goldberg. Don Goldberg, welcome back to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you so much, Geraldine. Pleasure. Give us a quick sense of who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Dawn Goldberg. I'm a CPA. I've been a CPA in public accounting now for over 30 years. I have worked for Deloitte & Touche. I worked for Ernst & Young. I have been a certified life coach now for 10 years. I'm the author of The Smarter Accountant, and I love this topic of time management. It's it's my superpower. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. We need people with this superpower. Okay. Uh, before we get over to how to do it really well and master your time and your calendar, uh, tell us where we're going awry for those of us who have trouble managing our time, keeping on time, staying on track, and so on. Sure. So accountants, I think we think that working off of to-do lists is the best way to manage our time. And of course, they they have a place in our work. We need to know lists of things that we have to do and we need client lists and we need deadline lists and stuff like that. But working off of a to-do list is the most ineffectual way to manage your time because of one reason. You have a human brain and that human brain gets very, very overwhelmed with a list of things to do because it cannot put things into context. We have to make decisions ahead of time. We have to use the higher part of our brain in order to plan, in order to make decisions, in order to decide what needs to get done first. We need to prioritize and we're not doing that. And we see planning as like a waste of our time. We say, oh, I don't have enough time to plan my time, which is makes me laugh. We, you know, we both are kind of chuckling right now because planning saves so much time. I only set aside an hour a week to plan my week and it saves me i would say at least five hours throughout the week because when you make decisions ahead of time you reduce decision fatigue throughout the week and that is i think a huge issue with time management reducing decision fatigue throughout the week so give us a sense of how people might be 
experiencing f- uh, decision fatigue and what that sounds like in their own brain so they can kind of recognize if they might be doing it. I think decision fatigue shows up in so many ways and it's just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do first. I'm not sure if I should be doing this. What else do I have to do? I'm confused. What what what, what am I eating? What are we wearing? What what are the kids doing? What do they need? What client, what did I, who did I have to contact and what was it that I had to contact them about? Like, it's just every single, think about, we make thousands upon thousands of decisions, small, big and small. And the, the more that we can do that in advance, we actually, what I tell my, my coaching clients, especially with time management is you want to set your future self up for success. You want to handle those decisions as many as you can ahead of time so that that future version of you, like you're planning on Sunday, that future version of you on Wednesdays, like, thank you. Thank you for making that decision ahead of time. Cause now all I have to do is follow the plan that you created when you were using your higher brain. That is how you save yourself so much time. For example, one of the things that I do is social media posts. And I don't just put on my calendar social media posts. I put exactly what I've decided to post. I I put exactly what's going to go. What time am I doing that? Where am I posting it? Making all of these decisions ahead of time then reduces the decision fatigue. When I get to that that day, I'm like, um, I'm not sure what I have to do and what was it? And it just, we waste so much time when we're caught up in decision fatigue. Yeah. And in the spin of making decisions again and again and remaking decisions that you've already made and changing decisions that you already made because you're like, oh, no, I don't like that decision. I'm changing my mind. So you just leak a bunch of time out of the bottom of the bucket. So what about for the person who has just in their mind, they're like, I have way too much to do. I have a to-do list that's 14 miles long. There's no way that I could organize my time. Where do they start? The, the thing that I tell my clients when I work with them is you absolutely have to first learn how to manage your mind before you can manage your time. Because there's a lot of time drama There's a lot of story that we tell about the things that we have to do, about the amount of time we have to do them in. We have a lot of time drama that does not bode well for being successful with managing your time. So the first step that I teach them is how to manage their mind and then then learn the skill. There's there's tons of programs out there and suggestions and tips and tricks and all the things. But if you don't manage your, you don't learn how to manage your brain, manage your mind, then you don't know how to successfully follow through. There's what I call the before, during, and after. There's managing your mind before you even do the thing that you calendared to do. There's managing your mind during the period when you're doing it. And then there's the after, which is often when the thing didn't get done, what are you telling yourself? What, how much are you beating yourself up? How much judgment do you have? So there's mind management is truly, I think, the missing key from every accountant's time management system. We're all about the new app, the new planner, the new workflow, the new system. But until you learn how to manage your mind, none of that matters. Managing your mind is a far bigger driver of your productivity and your success and what you get done and how well you get it done than any amount of apps and zaps and systems and workflows. It's like, it's the source, it's the headwaters of the whole thing. Totally. So for listeners who are new to this conversation around coaching and you're like, wait, what are you guys talking about? 
because that may be a fair number of people. There are a couple other episodes that I've done on coaching and the model, namely episode 193, where we introduce the model, the self-coaching model, and episode 218, where I talk with a coach on my team, Emma Richter, about mindset for accountants. She's also a certified coach. So let's jump back to the before, during, and after. There's managing your mind before you calendar, there's how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself while it's happening, and there's how you talk to yourself after it happened. Let's dig into each of these three because I think that most people haven't separated out that not only that we need to manage our mind at all, but that we can do it before, during, and after. So what's the before phase? What are the What's the time drama that tends to happen in the before phase? Sure. So the before phase is typically this, this is never going to get done. This is too much. I don't know how I'm going to get this all done. We've got all this negative thoughts about what we, not only what we have on our to-do list, because I believe a to-do list is a, is an okay place to start, right? We want to dump everything out of our head and onto paper because we want to just get it out of there. It's like decluttering a closet. But then it's putting these things into context. That's when you're using that higher part of your brain and you're deciding what really does need to happen first, right? We've got the, the urgency effect that happens in our brain. Our brain thinks everything is urgent and, and, and so important. So we have to decide on purpose what is important. And so the before is really looking at what you have to get done and managing your mind by what you choose to think about those things. Like, I've got this, this is doable, I can get this done. It doesn't all have to be done in this one week, right? So it's understanding the thoughts you're thinking about the to-do list and the, you know, the meetings and you've got the kids to drop off and you have lunch, all the different things. You want to, and what I tell my clients is not only before you look at the week, but before you actually take on your day, you should know what you are thinking about your calendar for that day. And if, you, if you've already noticing resistance, if you're already noticing the feeling of overwhelm, your feelings are such a great indicator of what's going to happen, how, you, how successful you're going to be with your time management is all hinges on how you feel. And you want to know before you even take action, how do you feel? If you already feel uh, frustrated, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel stressed, you've got to check in with that. And then you've got to, to um, what we talked about the last episode, you've got to manage your mind to create a better feeling to drive the actions that you need to take. So that's the before stage. And when you're in the middle of doing something, you're like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to tackle this thing. I don't feel any resistance to it. It's just, you know, whatever it is. But then you're in the middle of it and now you start to feel rushed or you start to feel annoyed or you start to feel frustrated. You want to be aware again, how am I feeling right now? And what is the thought that's causing that? Because that that feeling of frustration or overwhelm is not gonna be the best fuel to drive the actions to get things done. And that's why I am able to get more done than anybody else in less time, because I know how to manage my mind before, during, and then of course the after is, I had seven things to get done and four got done. Now, those are the facts. What am I telling myself about those facts? 
nine out of 10 times we're like beating ourselves up and we've got all this judgment about it, then of course we're bringing that to the next day and we're, it's like a heavy backpack that we're dragging with us. And then we start to tell ourselves, we, I'm horrible at time management and then this'll never work. You've got to manage your mind afterwards because the fact is there were seven things and you got four done. Well, what can you think about that that drives a, a much better feeling? that will drive those actions that you take the following day. I love this. So in the during phase, I can imagine thinking, ah, why is this taking so long? This shouldn't be taking so long. And then going like, crap, I scheduled an hour for this and it's been 45 minutes and I'm definitely not gonna like, I can't get this done right now. And then spinning out in how I can't get it done in the time that I allotted. And then being like, why did you only schedule an hour for this? Why did you think this was only gonna take an hour? You have to be like, you knew this was gonna take you way more. Like why did it, right? And there's like the Tweedle Beetle battle in the mind. And then using that as evidence to promote the thought, God, why do I suck so bad at time? Why can't I get a handle on things? Why can't I figure this out? Everybody else seems to be managing. What am I doing wrong? And then like you say, there's sort of, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, something wrong with me. <laughs> this got It's always, uh, there's something wrong with me. And the self-recrimination after the fact that is in addition to being a further waste of time, <laughs> right to confirm that in fact you suck at time and you waste time and it's no it's it, there's no point in planning your time and you like create the evidence and then confirm to yourself your own beliefs about there's no way I'm going to be able to do this it's such a joke there's no way I can get it all done and so on and so forth our brain our brain looks for evidence of what we of what we think repeatedly what we believe and there's a there's literally physiologically a part of our brain called the reticular activating system and that it's like I'll tell my clients the example is if you're in the market for a car and you're in the market for a particular car maybe a particular color and then all of a sudden you're like what in the world why do I only see this car on the road like that's crazy I've never noticed a I've never noticed all the blue Teslas before yeah like all of a sudden they're everywhere yeah like what in the world is going on here that is the reticular activating system and so what it it doesn't care what the evidence is, it's just like, oh, that's important to you. That's what you, you're, you're interested in. What we think, our brain's like, oh yeah, let me show you more of that. So if we think we're horrible at time management or this is so, this is so stressful or like we were discussing in the last episode, uh, tax season is so stressful. Well, guess what your brain will show you proof of, of how tax season is so stressful. So good. Listeners, if you're not on my email list, you can get on my email list right now because I'm talking about how to tell your brain what you want it to be right about. 10 days of your brain just wants to be right. Tell it what you want to be right about. Your brain doesn't care what it's right about. It just wants to be right. So decide what you want it to be right about and then it'll go find a way to be right about it. It's the best thing in the world. Okay, so let's go over to, so number one is not planning. Number two is going off a to-do list because your brain falls into urgency and it can't manage what's most important in the moment. And so running off a to-do list is not the most effective way. It's a, perhaps a place to start. So let's keep going. Number three is not managing your mind. Number four, tell us what number four is. So number four is not following the plan. So this is really where mind management comes in because whatever, what I tell my clients is when you schedule something, right, you're using your higher brain when you're doing the planning phase. And when it comes time to do the thing, just assume that you are not going to want to. We think that we should feel motivated and we should feel focused, but 
more times than not, our brain is not on board with accounting work. Our brain is like, that sounds horrible. That's going to take way too much effort. The, the primitive part of our brain is motivated by three things, to seek pleasure, to avoid pain, and to conserve energy. And nothing that we do with accounting is, falls into any of those things. So our brain is not automatically motivated to do accounting work. That's why we have to create that for ourselves. That's why we have to know that we can be in charge of that, that we can follow through. We can still do the thing even if we're feeling resistance. I, I always say expect to feel resistance. Don't expect to be like, yay, I can't wait to do this complicated you know, 1065. Like, woo, yay. We're not going to feel that way. But that doesn't mean that we can't get it done. We just have to learn. Again, again it's always going to come back to mind management is the secret to following through on what you've planned. And resistance isn't necessarily justification for not doing the thing. Totally not. Yeah. It's like you can feel the resistance and just do the thing. This came up in Mastermind yesterday where it was like, I forget what the conversation was, but we were talking about discomfort of sending out disengagement letters, discomfort of raising prices, discomfort of having conversations with clients that you really would prefer to avoid. And talking about having the discomfort, but not making the discomfort a problem and just going like, expect it. It's like, I'm uncomfortable and it's okay. I can be uncomfortable. I can have the experience of being discomfort and uh, being uncomfortable and feel it while I talk to my client about how we're going to have to change the nature of our agreement because they're underpriced by 300%. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's not justification for not doing the thing that was on your calendar. It's really having self-discipline. I think time management and following through comes down to self-discipline and it's having self-confidence. I tell my clients with time management that you're not only managing your time, but you're building a relationship with yourself. Because imagine if every single time somebody set an appointment with you and they didn't follow through, you would start to lose trust and confidence in them. And when you follow through, when you say you're going to do something and then you follow through, the, the rewards that you reap is that self-confidence that you can handle anything. And that's invaluable, I think. Yeah. I mean, it would be basically like having a friend who always blew you off for coffee. You know, you set your appointments and then you blow yourself off. Right. It's like, what are you doing? When you can follow through on things and then understand how you can trust yourself, then you're able to go after bigger things. That is why... At first, my brain was like, what do you mean you're going to write a book? Are you insane? Everything that you have to do, you have this, this coaching program and you've got coaching clients and you're a CPA and you're in the middle of tax season. That sounds insane to write a book. And I was like, no, but I know I will calendar it and I will follow through and I will break it down into manageable pieces and it will get done. And I set a goal to have it delivered to my house from Amazon by July 31st, 2022. And it was delivered by July 29th, 2022. It was two days early. So awesome. And I love the piece about capable of bigger things because so many accountants and CPAs want something larger in their life than where they are. And they don't quite see the stepping stones to get there. And one of these stepping stones is deciding in advance what you're going to do and then sticking to your plan, honoring your plan, just to get better at the practice of sticking to your own plan, honoring what you said you were going to do out of respect for 
the previous you who made decisions on your behalf and in your favor. So let's go to your fifth piece that accountants and CPAs benefit from when it comes to getting better and more effective with their time. So they have to assess what worked and what didn't. I think that is such a key. I tell my clients to, whether it's at the end of the day or it's at the end of the week, this is all, time management for me is an experiment. It's to be open with curiosity, not with condemnation. It's to, oh, I noticed that this worked or I noticed that this is when it's better for me to do certain activities. Like for me, I'm much more creative early in the morning. For me, late in the afternoon, you don't want me doing any numbers. I am like, <laughs> it's not possible. So I'll put things off until the end of the day. So it's been just a learning experiment. What works, what didn't. Implementing one thing at a time, trying something new, and then again, getting the data. We, we're accountants, we love data. It's analyzing the data about what worked and what didn't. We don't follow through. So what was it that happened? Here's, here's the key when you're setting up your time is you have to be kind to the future version of you that has to follow through on that thing. So if you know you've got a, a meeting with a client that you know you're gonna be drained, don't schedule something complicated after that. You're not being kind to the future version of you that has to do this thing that you put on your calendar. So it's doing that assessment and coming from a place of what did I learn, what worked, what didn't, and what's one thing I could start to implement next week and let's see what happens. Like I just always say, oh, let's see what happens this week. It's not about beating myself up for what didn't get done. It's more of, huh, that's interesting. I love this. As somebody, you know, hand raised over here who has struggled with time and has had all the thoughts about sucking with time, <laughs> In my own business, I'm going down to 25 hours over the next 16 weeks with the same level of productivity, same level of output. And already through using some of these tools that we're talking about, I started out four weeks ago at 37 hours a week, and now I get the same amount of work done in 32 hours. For me, been enormously helpful simply to catalog at a high level where my time goes, notice where I leak time in an ineffective way and choose one thing for the following week to get better at. And simply doing that, I've already been seeing the results of getting the same amount of stuff done in less time with less stress and enjoying it more. One of the things that I'll, I'll tell clients is that they'll say, I don't know how long it will take. I said, it doesn't decide, you do. It's called Parkinson's law that work will expand to the amount of time that we give it. And so I've gotten very, very good, and I teach my clients how to do this, is that you decide how long, and we're intelligent people, we're accountants, we, we've, we, we know how to estimate things. We, we give clients estimates all the time. Take your best guess. When you calendar your time, it's like I'm giving you a permission slip to focus on that and only that. You don't get to get distracted by email or get distracted by something else. You have permission to focus on that and only that. And you will be amazed at how much more you can get done if you put a boundary around your time. Of course, you want to give yourself you know, a little bit of, of flexibility. You're not going to try and get something that's four hours done in two hours. That's not being respectful to the future version of you. But there's no reason to throw your hands up and say, I don't know how long this is going to take. No, you decide how long it's going to take, how long you're going to give yourself to get a result 
with the amount of time that you're you're giving yourself. Then you don't find out how long it's going to take because you don't say, let me try to get it done in an hour. I want to see if I can get it done in an hour. And then if it takes 90 minutes, you learn, oh, it takes 90 minutes to get it done. But if you operate out of, I don't know how long it takes, you will not do what it takes to find out how long it's going to take. Well, that's a tricky thing with our with our brain. So that that thought, I'm not sure how long this will take, would, of course, create the feeling of confusion. Our brain loves for us to be confused. Why? Because then we won't take action. Yeah. We won't expend that energy. Yeah. So you don't find out and then you confirm the reality and you perpetuate the reality of not knowing how long it's going to take. Yep. So decide... I'm going to give it an hour and if and you will learn either you will either decide and get it done in an hour because you're focused or you will learn that in fact it takes 90 minutes and you go oh okay great now i know how long it's going to take and next week i will schedule 90 minutes so in my own experience because i like i am in this i have my beliefs about time and i have played the game of i don't know how long it's going to take to record a podcast episode i don't know if i can record four podcast episodes in a single day and staying in that place has kept my time disorganized. Whereas when I block out a day and I attempt to see if I can record four podcast episodes in one day, then I learn whether or not I can do it and how what I need to change up in order to do it. And then I get to the place where I can do four podcast episodes in a single day. So for the people who are really caught in the, I don't know how long it's gonna take, back to your Don, treating it as an experiment where you decide and then you learn and you assess without recrimination and you use that to improve. So what I teach my clients is as at the end of the day, every day you allow for overflow time and overflow time is the time that you finish up the things that didn't get done in the allotted time. Let's say you set aside 60 minutes to do something and you get to the 60 minute mark. You don't get to bleed into the next time slot. You stop what you're doing, you go to whatever you planned and overflow time at the end of the day is to finish up those things. Now, here's what's amazing for accountants and why this works beautifully, because we have perfectionist tendencies. And when you give yourself the gap of time. What if that's only a thought? We have perfectionist tendencies. Oh, I'm not going to go there. Sorry, 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 sorry. We tend <laughs> to have perfectionist tendencies. Many accountants have thoughts about perfection. Keep going. Yes, that they have to do it perfectly. Exactly. So what? when you give yourself the gap of time and you go to the end of the day and you're like, all right, I didn't finish that thing. You'd be amazed at how you realize it's fine. It doesn't need anything more. In the moment we get caught up in this, oh, there's got to be more. I got to do more. I got to do more. When we give ourselves that gap, like, no, okay, stop here. You're moving on to the next thing. When you get to overflow time at the end of the day and you look at what you had accomplished, you're like, it's fine. We have to learn how to accept. I know this is, I know every accountant's going to gasp, but accept that we don't have to do A plus work on every single thing. We can actually do B plus, or maybe even an A, not an A plus. We don't always have to strive for that. And when you give yourself that gap of time that when you review it at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good. I think we can just go with that. We don't need to analyze that email to that client for another 15 minutes. We can just hit send. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) This has been so good. So just to recap here as we wrap up, number one, plan your time. Number two, avoid running off of to-do lists. 
Number three, manage your mind before, during, and after. Number four, follow through on your plan. And number five, assess so that you can learn from your experiment. Don, if people want to find out more about you and your book, how can they do that? Sure. Um, my book is on Amazon. It's called The Smarter Accountant. And my website is the same thing, thesmarteraccountant.com. Awesome. We will link to those in the show notes. Don, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Geraldine. This was a pleasure. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.